Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my two co-hosts at the Auxiliary Communication Station, Daniel and Philip. Today, we are going to have our first AMA, or Ask Me Anything, You know, because we'd never talk to our fans ever in any fashion. I mean, be it Twitter or, was that the Babel Silent Conference? No, I'm just kidding. We talk to them all the time. But we wanted to pull our listeners and ask, have them ask us questions and hear our answers. Just be sure to not answer incorrectly and avoid that penalty box. There is only one. Now, was a lot of the questions that they submitted just simply like, why? And just like, them looking like... Shrug emoji. Well, you know, actually, we do have some that were duplicates. I'm surprised, but uh, we actually got quite an array of new questions each time. So I want to thank our submitters off the bat for this round, and we'll see where this takes us. I don't know. I mean, there's a reason that Picard never did an AMA. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, I, I think this will be a I good think time. he had one with the children once, and that was his first and last one. So we have a first a couple of questions from Ron S. And he asks, when does the restraining order expire and you guys finally meet in person? Well, Daniel, when, when are we going to be meeting in, per- in person? I like how it's Daniel's fault. <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. Sorry. Yes, the restraining order that I have on me is finally lifted. No. Uh, no, of course. This is a huge event. It's not just your Earl Grey hosts. It's all across the network. We're having a giant massive meetup of awesome Star Trek fans and, and celebration of the 50th anniversary. And of course I'm speaking uh, of, of Star Trek Las Vegas uh, 50 for, for the 50th anniversary. Right. So we're all going to be in Vegas. This is going to be our, our first time meeting each other, the three of us. Uh, none of us have met up to this point. And then it's also of course going to be, uh, be not just us, but many hosts across all of the shows here on Trek FM. Now, Daniel, you're the expert. So when each of us have the piece of the Triforce and we come closer together. <laughs> uh, well, depending on which piece you have, it might or might not end up, end up well for you. But uh, Dibs on Triforce of Wisdom. <laughs> That's okay. I take, I take uh, power. I'll take, oh, I guess that, uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> you knew exactly what button to push. Well, now, you know, because it's interesting because Darren and Aaron, who are co-hosts that rhyme um i have been have met together many many times of course because you know hashtag that's so la now daniel and i have not because we're sort of separated by a state or two or not real state you know we won't talk about it um but uh but i don't know we might we we're still working logistics i mean daniel and i may may be doing a uh mid uh year uh meetup so we'll we'll if things start so to solidify we'll certainly spread the word to uh the people out there in babel conference who want an east coast trek.fn meetup and I'm sure it'll be just as big as Star Trek Las Vegas. So, <laughs> well, it's like a pre-Vegas. It would be like a like a mid-Atlantic Vegas. 
journey to Vegas. <laughs> That's right, because it's not the destination of Vegas. <laughs> but yes, no, it's Star Trek Las Vegas is going to be a lot of fun, and we will definitely have a lot of information coming to you guys in the upcoming months as we plan a lot of fun things that we're going to do as part of Trek FM for Star Trek Las Vegas. I can't say exactly what yet, because it's still in motion, but needless to say, if you are a listener or a new listener, or an old listener, you're going to have a lot of fun meeting us as much as we are going to enjoy meeting each other now, <laughs> for the first time. And, now, it, and if you're there, you get to meet us too. So, I mean, like, that's that's <laughs> what's amazing. Like, it's not just us meeting each other, but it's everybody, the entire community, the entire group coming together. I think that's what's going to be, you know, like, listen, I get to see you guys every week. Uh, and, and it's great. And it's, it'll be Every so old angle <laughs> go ram week. <laughs> it'll be cool, I guess, to see you guys. But no, it, but but seriously, it'll be fun to to see the listeners and all of these people that have been with us along the entire journey to the journey um, there as well. That's just as much to me, just as just as exciting as as meeting all of the people we've we've met on Mike. And then I think Daniel will have a green Sharpie, and he will sign a one-up mushroom on you <laughs> if you want to. If you want. Well, I'll, I will say this. When, when Charlene uh, from To The Journey... To, to the, the Journey! ...moved out here to Southern California, and we, we met up for the first time, it was a little strange because you're hearing this voice that you associate with a person that you've heard many many times and it's we were like walking around a mall and all of a sudden i'm like i'm this voice that i'm so used to is coming out of this person next to me it's really surreal for the first like 20 minutes so i'm expecting something similar when daniel and philip and i meet but we will see and then of course i we will be doing a live earl gray it may or may not be open to the public but um will the magic still be there if we do it in person i don't know (laughs) Like wait and see. I, do, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I think there'll be a lot of ums, and I mean, it'll be unedited at that point, so that'll right. be very interesting because we heavily edit all of our mistakes. Right, because Daniel keeps dropping f bombs. Come on, Daniel, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> right there, I would say Gosh, more more q bombs than anything. But, uh... <laughs> so, okay, on a serious note. As Ron also asked, he said, are you guys going to do any more Trek board games? The episode of the VCR Klingon game was gold. And that would be episode Experience B. You mean worthless, <laughs> worthless gold? Worthless gold. Okay, that's true. I mean, we would have preferred latinum, but we'll take worthless gold. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if there were other <laughs> TNG board games i would be totally up to it i don't know about you i mean i don't even know would the listeners be interested in a in a, a, a experience beige round 2.0 i mean it would be the same thing i don't know if that's exciting or not well you know there is star trek monopoly and i think no our fans would love nothing less <laughs> no, than we won't hearing do us play star trek monopoly <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're pretty good with games of different sorts, so maybe we can find a way to modify it or or combine it with seen it or make it a drinking game of some sort. We'll we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, and we so. have I mean to lift the veil. Folks or listeners may or may not know, of course, that we do uh, or have done role playing uh, off mic, not just EG uh, one hundred. Um, uh, shuttles are just small starships. Um, <laughs> or starships are just small shuttles. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, before that, we actually did Star Trek seen it in our off the mic hours um the three of us and so you know we, we've certainly played i don't know if seen it would work it's much more of a visual game um but but we yeah. can definitely think about things that are out there what are, you know so if you have any suggestions for star trek board games that you think would be out there i don't know let us know i mean we could play a final unity and <laughs> hold hold the shift key down that would be that would be fun would it darren would it oh boy you know, well, uh, moving right Shift along. Shift to the next question. Uh, Tor B asks, what other nerdy podcasts do you listen to? We don't listen to any podcasts. If no. you produce podcasts, you have no time to listen to podcasts. I have to pull so, up all no. of my podcasts. See, now, nerdy is, like, you know, is that an eye of the beholder uh, definition? I think they don't want care if you listen to NPR, Philip, well, we'll or the Jefferson Memorial <laughs> okay, Fund. Whatever. I would never <laughs> listen to anything that had the word Jefferson in it. Everyone knows I'm sorry, a strict sorry, Hamiltonian. Hamilton. Okay, oh, don't be smirch my lips with that man. So definitely um, no, Hamilton so no for Philip. The Jefferson Philip definitely doesn't listen to nerdy podcasts. <laughs> um, I mean, like I can tell you, I'll just say it real fast. All my podcasts, and I listen to a lot. Um, of course, they're not always like every week, like some I could name. Um, but like, you know, other than any Trek FM podcast, of course, um, like nerd, and again, what, what does nerd mean? I'll just talk. So I West Wing Weekly, it's all about it's the re- rewatch of the West Wing. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the age? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. There's a, a podcast literally called Presidential by the Washington Post that literally does every president. Um, Vox is the weeds, which is a different kind of nerdydom, policy nerddom. Um, I have a lot of political ones. I do a political junkie. I do Domecast, which is a North Carolina one. I do Amicus, which is a slate one from the legal standpoint. So I listen to a lot of legal and Supreme Court stuff. We the People, which is a constitutional one. Criminal, which is a one that's based out of North Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think just nerdy stuff because some of the stuff isn't technically nerdy. Um, like I said, a lot of political stuff and a lot of story stuff. That's about it. I don't know any other podcast nerdy that I listen to um, anymore. What about you, Daniel? Are you a podcast listener or just a podcast creator? Oh, no, I'm uh, I'm in podcasts all the way. And at, just looking through my list here, about 50% are Star Trek related. Sur- uh, no, surprisingly or maybe unsurprisingly, I don't know. Um, the, re- the rest are comprised of general geekery, I would say. I listen to some uh, some general tech shows, stuff like uh, 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 This Week in Tech. Uh, I listen to spe- more specific tech shows like <clears throat> Android-based uh, podcasts. I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts as well. I'm very big into uh, uh, video gaming, specifically Xbox gaming. Uh, so I listen to some shows related to that as well. Um, and I think that's it as far as nerdy podcasts go. So, Daniel, if you could make... A Mass Effect podcast. What oh. would you What would you call it? <laughs> wow, that is a that's a loaded one. One up effect. <laughs> one, one up effect. No, it would have to be some sort of awesome pun, but I can't think of one that's not dirty right now. So I'm not actually. 
I'll think about it and I'll get back to you, Philip. Apparently, Philip is asking us things now, too. So. <laughs> uh, you had your moment to write in, Philip, when we had the list up, but, you know, you... Well, I listen, yeah, to a lot of different podcasts. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll call the list as I, you know, really don't have the time with as not much of a commute. I have thirty six unplayed podcasts in my queue right now, but um, I listen to a lot of Relay FM, uh, Mike Hurley's uh, series or, or podcast network that used to be uh, seventy decibels and then moved over to five by five and is now Relay FM. So like Canvas, which talks about just using iPads for life. Uh, connected cortex uh, liftoff which talks about space remaster which is really cool has a lot of really good talking about video games and the the state of the um, the industry as it were and upgrade and then you know i have uh again a lot of trek fm podcasts i think you know to the journey is always a, a first listen for me on thursdays and it's uh some that I actually know the podcasters you know personally uh, the Ranger Command Power Hour by my friend Eric Berry and Zach and AP they every week are just talking about uh, Power Rangers and it's you know it's I'm a casual fan of the fandom but they just have the same zeal that we have for Star Trek: The Next Generation and if you know you can expect a lot of great things Five Hundred First Cast talks about Star Wars and the Legion. There's also lore by my friend, my friend Aaron Mankey, which my goodness, that's like blowing up. It's his full-time gig now. And I think it's becoming a TV show. It's crazy, but it's a really great spooky story. Well-polished, well-produced uh, show. And then also I uh, like uh, the nerd party network, the Senate floor and nerd nuptial by our friend, uh, Tristan Riddell. Those are always good listens and last but not least, uh, show me your mic. Uh, I've been on it a couple of times. It's a great show about podcasters for podcasters. So, good question. Uh, thanks for asking that tour. There's a lot of good things to listen. Anything else on your guys' list? You jogged your memories as I was rambling on. <laughs> no, but you know what, uh, Darren? You mentioned something that was in the spirit of this question. That I maybe everybody knows this, and I'm stupid, and I didn't know for a long time. If you find yourself with too many podcasts to listen to, not enough time, and you find yourself consistently and constantly trimming down your list of shows that you're enjoying, and maybe you don't necessarily want to do that, but you just, you can't keep up. Uh, most likely, your podcast app of choice, if not, you can find another one very easily, gives you the ability to uh, adjust the playback speed of your podcast. And if you can, and you should, adjust it to 1.5 times speed or somewhere around there because you can listen to the same amount of podcast in 75% of the time. And this helps so much. I, this was about six months ago that I discovered this and it changed my podcasting uh, habits <laughs> dramatically. It helps so much keep up to date and uh, kind of allow me to listen to what I wanted to listen to. So you've got a, an hour podcast. It's only going to, it's only going to be, uh, it's oh, 45 minutes, yeah, 45 minutes. So it's, and it's amazing. It, it really does. And it's almost indistinguishable. Uh, you know, once you get used to it, 
definitely. So, anyways, just wanted now, to throw that. Is out this there. just a blue shirt data thing, or can everyone do this, Daniel? <laughs> I can. Well, as a blue shirt, I can listen to seven podcasts at once. So I didn't. Uh, is think this like when I walk in and like Data's listening to like exactly. six different? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I yeah, I have Overcast, and it does have that option, but it also has I think like a space cutter option where basically it, it detects the it, it buffers a little bit and it detects the pauses like if they have a long pauses they're thinking and it takes that out as well so it even speeds it up even more so like when, when, we're, trying great, to, great when we're trying to think of episode titles they could just cut that <laughs> exactly you know pretty much the whole uh previously on trek of m it just oh you know i don't know why oh, just, well like I, it podcasted that, that i would be interested in either like creating or listening to is a lot of 90s sci-fi like I would love if there was a good mm. Babylon 5 podcast or even a good Quantum Leap podcast because those were both uh, – Quantum Leap was when I was little, little, um, but Babylon 5 was a little more of a teenager. But those were both two big sci-fi shows I would love. Like the West Wing Weekly, I know, which is not sci-fi, but like that has started and I think that, that maybe has uh, either helped people rediscover some podcasts that are already there or maybe uh, inspired some people to be like, yeah, let's pull out some 90s and stuff and start rewatching and making podcasts about it. So it will be interesting. All right, let's move on to our next question from Davis G. He wrote, what is your favorite TV show outside of Star Trek? Now, we have to parse the question. Is it (laughs) currently running or like ever? However you want to answer, Philip, it's it's your answer to give. It could be wrong, (laughs) but only to yourself. Okay. Well, like it currently running, like, you know, and I think it'll be interesting, like what's everyone's tv habits like i don't have why don't we do currently running and past okay, so currently we'll running like i don't have cable and it's not like because good no it's just because I, I mean i made the choice made the budget nobody has cable yeah. anymore Phil. So i have netflix be- which i know theoretically that does count as current tv um because they have new shows but like just stuff that's regular network or whatever there's one show that i am and it's just you guys just happen to catch me i know viewers can't see me about the two things I'm wearing right now, and that is Survivor. I am a diehard Survivor person. I watched it since season one, year 2000. I remember it, and I've—I don't know if I've seen every season because sometimes I've not been in country for <laughs> several months at a time. Um, but I've probably seen half the season. I've—I just love the competition of it. Um, and I know the sort of like the reality show saturation happened like after that, and maybe it's sort of waning now. But like just the competition, the the—I mean, there's a Someone, as someone who does like a, a very interesting in government politics and organizations, I mean, there is sort of that human element, which I know some of it is obviously that reality show kind of reality, quote unquote. But I do love everything about it. Um, the you know the, the the voting at the end of every episode. Sometimes you know it's going to happen. Sometimes you don't. The blind sides, the unpredictability, the hidden immunity idols, the changing rules. Sometimes every season. So, um, and I someone did pull me into Big Brother, so I have, which is sort of what I call off-season Survivor, um, and so I, ha- I actually did get involved in America, or, you know, the United States version of Big Brother, and so I've actually liked that too, um, but I'm a die-hard Survivor person. In fact, I think I may be doing a Jeff Probst cosplay at the next con that I go to. I just love, <laughs> I just love it. That, that's so, I'll, I'll let everyone else answer current. Well, I would say currently, my wife and I, we actually watch a lot of YouTube shows because they're they're posting very often, so a lot of playthroughs or not playthroughs, but uh, we, we watch a lot of Yogg's Cast, which started out as kind of a Minecraft playthrough show, but they do a lot of GTA and other things. And it's just, again, it's just, it's like visual podcasting. It's just a bunch of guys hanging out and 
playing games together and talking and you're, you're watching it more for their reactions as, as people. So to say characters, but they're real people. And that's really enjoyable. And I would say for past TV shows, I recently did a whole watch through on Netflix of mash and it's just one of my favorite shows. It's so good and so enjoyable. And it was, it's, and again, it's fast cause it's only a half hour show. So you can get through three in an hour and it's a lot of fun. So I highly recommend that one to listen for that, that dark comedy it gives you. Okay. Um, so for current shows, uh, I don't watch a lot, but I would have to, to give my hat to the flash. Probably the my best, my favorite. Sh- Flash, dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, <laughs> Savior of the not universe. Not that one, guys. Da, da, not that da, one. What? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm a little disappointed mm. now because I was getting my queen on. <laughs> and uh, past TV shows, favorite shows, which I think is a more interesting question. Um, I can't decide between four separate shows, so I'm just going to say all of them uh, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Com- combine them into one super show uh no uh <clears throat> ready and i'm probably not even gonna remember them all at this point now because i'm setting this up and now i'm getting nervous uh battlestar galactica the reboot of course um the office uh a show that i watch yearly probably um boy meets world which is another show i watch yearly this is steeped in 90s nostalgia which if you have 90s nostalgia you, you've got me 95% of the way. Um, That's a uh, 90s and, joke. And <laughs> I get that reference. Uh, and uh, The West Wing is actually uh, would also be on my list as well. So, uh, yeah, those are my favorite shows ever. Yeah, see, for the past, I mean, already, I, I, I would have to do a list because I don't know if I could think of, like, after Star Trek, what's my go-to show? Because I don't know if I necessarily have one. But, like, West Wing, like I already said. Babylon 5, like I already said. Quantum Leap, like I already said. But then there's also... I was... Uh, uh, cartoons are still a big thing. So, Animaniacs, Powerpuff Girls. I'm a big Powerpuff mm, Girls Powerpuff person. Girls. Bubbles, obviously, number one. A bubbles um, is the... Because she's a blue shirt. Sorry. I just... I just <laughs> <laughs> she is a joy and a wonder. Um, and, and so, yeah, that would be it. I mean, there's other cartoons I because 90s for me. I mean, I can remember being that kid after school. There was like a little. This was like before two TVs was common. So I like I had like the little like sort of like travel TV in like near the kitchen that I would watch like uh, 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 Tailspin, um, <laughs> Rescue Rangers, Ducktales, it's the Disney after Darkwing right Duck. There. Um, and so that was like stuff. So that, that, I'm a very, I would say probably. You know, a you, know you should listen to our, uh, you know, animated Super Crew episode. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it sounds you, like something. Well, see, I enjoy. I, I've never. This is. I know this is off top. I've never necessarily watched all of TS. So I'm actually enjoying Saturday Morning Trek because I am watching along with you all. It's not a rewatch. It's a watch listening to you all. So I always watch the episode and well, then listen we're, to you all. We're slowly milking it for all we got because we only got 22 episodes. And once, <laughs> once they're gone, they're gone. All right, so here's a question which we could actually dedicate a whole episode to. How did the three of you start podcasting together, and had any of you podcasted before? Well, obviously, you can just listen to Earl Gray uh, 0001. (laughs) If you can get past uh, the Mars defense perimeter. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, (laughs) who can't get beyond the Mars If you have like a sneeze, maybe. Uh, a little Amzadi relationship, and you can hear how we all started Earl Grey, but there's another episode that predates Issue that. zero. 
the prequels of Earl Grey. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be on the ready room and was it bird of prey selfies i think it was 111 it is 111 right around exactly right whoosh mm-hmm. wow whoosh. i remember that 140 episodes but later. you can't remember our anniversary <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they can listen to that i mean we go a lot into you know why we're doing the show in the beginning for the pay right but exactly for the perks but what anything to add to that? Well, you guys, I mean, beyond you have the most experience, to? Darren. Why don't you why don't you tell about your prior experience? Well, I, I did some podcasting before. I had my my own show called uh, the Doctor Sci Fi Show that I did for about two seasons, and that was a lot of fun. Just talking about different topics and changing it up a little bit. And sometimes had my wife on, sometimes had my best friend on, and you know, you just got kind of podcasting in my blood. And I did a series on. Uh, Trek or Star Trek podcast, and actually had Chris Jones on to talk about the Ready Room and his network. Was that? And, uh, you know, it's this show call that comes out, uh, talks about all sorts of Star Trek, and uh, he's our boss. Dude. Oh, sure. He's our boss. And yeah, that led to, I guess, me getting on his radar, and they were getting geared up to launch. And I'm really glad. Is that, that a mass joke? Let me. <laughs> They, but I'm really glad that they let me uh, join this show because I I'd wanted to start a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, but I I just knew I couldn't do it well enough just myself talking. Like There's too much to discuss, and you need the right kind of co-host. But, uh, so, but then after we got stuck together, I guess it all worked out. So we... <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot of... Yeah, the long and short of it, really, I mean, is that, is that uh, our... our illustrious leader played matchmaker right i mean none of us none of us <laughs> knew each other in the beginning um, no and what's what's actually really amazing is if you go back to ready room 111 that is us meeting each other that is like literally yeah. the first time think, the three of us had a conversation with each other I think we had like texted a little bit <laughs> yeah. on base camp or something like that but yeah, I, I, from my understanding, it was like, you know, Daniel and, and Philip were already cast, and they're like, hmm, maybe we need one more. Like, let's delay for another month as we, we get this ready. So it's, yeah, uh, it's, it was similar to me where, um, I don't know, like I, I, like you said, I feel like I've told the story, but just very quickly for those who haven't heard it. So, like, um, I found Trek FM, um, and I had never found a Star Trek community online, which I know sounds incredibly dumb and naive since that's the only reason the internet was created. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, 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 that was the first time I'd really found, like, hey, Trek FM, people are talking about Trek. I would love to talk about Trek. Um, and so I was started listening to uh, the Ready Room and to the Journey and and, and some of the other shows that were on, um, and then through the website there was a little button that said "Join the Crew" and I'm like I click on that see what this is all about, and so eventually I got hooked up with Charlene um, from To the Journey about writing articles for Trek FM, and then that eventually turned into doing a guest spot or two on I think it was Literary Treks I can't remember my first one I think maybe it was Literary Treks then doing the Ready Room. Um, and then maybe one other. And then I think I eventually was brazen enough to ask Chris Jones, like, y'all don't have a Next Generation podcast? Because that's obviously the best show. I don't know why you don't have a Next Generation podcast. And so I think sort of through my, uh, not haranguing, but I would just maybe bring it up every month and have like, so I still notice that there's no TNG podcast. Um, and so I think eventually that turned into, hey, Philip, would you like to do a TNG podcast? And I'm like, oh, I don't know what, what made you think of me. Yeah, so, you know, just speaking to my personal experience and and something that kind of relates to Earl Grey on the whole here, 
my first experience with Trek FM was a little earlier than I think yours, Philip, and possibly maybe Darren's. Um, I was on the Ready Room 99, um, which we talked about yesterday's Enterprise. And if, if, if anybody's not aware and they're listening to this show, this is where the origin of Livingston, uh, or, I'm sorry, not Livingston, sorry. Livingston's a real character of Commander Flipper came from. And uh, so you should listen to it because it was great fun. And it wasn't long after that that Chris was like, hey, I'm looking into getting the show together. And, uh, you know, obviously we were all right in the right place at the right time. And he kind of matched us all together uh, for for that Ready Room episode. Uh, And uh, I guess the rest, they say, is history. It's history. Okay. Now, what kind of non-Trek hobbies do you all enjoy? I mean, besides talking about Jefferson, I mean, what... Uh, uh, I never like talk that? about Jefferson, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jackson, Jackson. No, these guys, oh, that's not, you're not up. getting any better. You're not getting any better. Uh, it, it's, the order is uh, Hamilton. Um, <laughs> if you want to throw for a loop, Nixon. Yeah, I, I, I'll do some Nixon. Um, uh, FDR. Um... I will actually go some James Co. Polk. Uh, I think there's some interesting stuff there. And then we'll go through down to the rest of the list there. But uh, hobbies. Um, I do, because it's all about me. Um, I this, this past two years, especially, I've definitely gotten more reengaged in sort of my performance stuff. Because um, I've done acting, I don't know, since I was a teenager. Um, but I, I started to do a little more acting and stage work here where I live. And then actually I started to do a little more playwriting, which I'd never done before. Um, so I've done a lot more playwriting in the past year and a half. And so I've gotten a lot of, uh, short plays, uh, performed and produced. And I mean, small stuff, but here, here where I live in, in uh, the triad area here in North Carolina. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and so just been doing a lot more writing in that, in that way. And then, um, I think those are pretty much the biggest things I have going on in between podcasting work and everything else and i'm sure i'll think of some other life i have beyond that but what about you daniel what when you're not is it i mean is it video games related i'm just i'm just it guessing maybe. i don't know why maybe i'm star trek is not the only thing daniel's been talking about this week <laughs> <laughs> it may be i do play a lot of games and i and i love gaming uh uh that's probably my biggest for sure my biggest my biggest hobby um and I, I, uh, like I said before, it's uh, specifically, uh, it's a, this is very niche. I'm, a, I'm an achievement hunter. I, I, I spend my time gaining points, uh, fake points uh, eh, on the internet. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Welcome to Whose Line Is It? <laughs> points exactly. don't matter. Uh, other than that, uh, actually, one of the, this kind of ties this question and the last question together. I moved uh, from my childhood home of New York down uh, here to the capital region, basically right when we started the uh, the podcast. So another <laughs> another thing that I've been doing since then and currently is, is just kind of exploring the the uh, the history and the and the wonderment of this area. I suppose you would say. So I'm always exploring and doing fun things. Now, I hear there's a good party over at the Vulcan Ambassador's Place, if you ever go over there, Daniel. Do you know, uh, and I, as far as the last I knew, the actual Enterprise is literally right down the street from me. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing to say. 
Well, as people who listen probably know, my one of my big hobbies that takes up a lot of weekends, but it's all for fun, is, is walking around dressed in plastic as a stormtrooper from Star Wars as part of What's the Star Wars Legion. Uh, you know, it's this other star thing, Good. as you might have heard I'm of really it. interested because I don't understand it at all. I mean, they only have seven <laughs> movies, but I guess they've made a little bit of money. Uh, but, but Well, I yeah, feel like so until Star Wars is on TV, we're really not going to get back to the heart of what it means. It is on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Wars Rebels right now and the Clone Wars. There's... Anyway, but those, so that's a lot of fun. I've been doing that for... Almost two years. I uh, started that Fourth of July in 2014, and uh, coming up, I think next week will be my let's see, uh, 40th troop. So it's been a lot of fun, and yeah, just other things, just building things. I like you know doing something with my hands every once in a while. Be it stormtrooper armor. I'm just about done with a Star Wars gonk droid. That will come to some of our events and charge our phones as good gonk droids do. And yeah, just, but just doing creative stuff like that. I used to do a lot of video production and video editing, but, uh, and board games. I really like board games and playing games. And, uh, you know, I mean, we don't really play any games here on Earl Grey, but you know, so I wish we could do more, but we, we do. The game is in your mind. So, but yeah, those are some of the things that I enjoy. Gonk. Okay, guys, gonk. here is the. The the most important question by Jew K. What is up with Flipper? Why is there no more info on Commander Flipper? Is is she missing in action? What is going on? Well, I'm, I think I really enjoy uh, the character development that Lieutenant Commander Flipper has had over the past two and a half to three years here on Earl Grey. Because much like Spot, uh, change genders. Which I think was nobody saw that coming, um, you know, because it was always he. But as we know from Earl Grey 100, Commander Flippers, in fact, a maybe she. we just translated the pronoun wrong from the dolphin. Well, language. I can see that you hear a but it's really a knee, and it's very subtle. It's very subtle. It's very. Of course, subtle. I've heard rumors subtle. now, Daniel. I know you you hang out the most in Citation Ops. I've heard rumors on the last TIR in the Ready Room that, that he's been promoted, that there's a Commander Flipper now. Is that is that true, or is that just some just some gossip going on in the lower decks? No, 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 no. This is where it gets complicated, okay? Right. Because of the, the uh, propensity for people in Star Trek to call Lieutenant Commander's Commander, there kind of can be some confusion sometimes. Uh, for Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, Commander Flipper has actually not been pushed off the plank yet. Uh, although, you know, <laughs> for the commander, I maybe. I feel like it would go really well with him, <laughs> with her, excuse me. I'm just saying, we just call them Commander Flipper because that's who, because that's just what you say. But, uh, no, they, they, they don't have their fancy hat yet. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, when I was putting together Earl Grey 100, and I'm like, you know what? And I'm making a list. Of, I want to do some, like, Earl Grey inside jokes references for Daniel and Darren here. Um, and I'm like, well, Commander Flipper, got to have that. But then when I, I – and I don't know why I cast Charlene as Commander Flipper, just for whatever reason worked out. And I cannot imagine, not only based on Charlene, Tristan, and Drew Stewart creating the visual image of – of that dolphin inside the gerbil ball, <laughs> I, I think has been 
No, those are only reserved for the <laughs> dolphin crew. My favorite dry line from Tristan for all that. I just love the life that, that our own Daniel Prue here has created. Little did he know in TRR 99 that, that would be living on. Yeah, three or four right. years later. I forget. So did, did that originate from that ready room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because uh, oh. in yesterday's Enterprise, they call out to Cetacean Ops. And right. so then it kind of turned into a joke about uh, – uh, wow, this is a long time ago. But I specifically remember, like, how does Flipper hit its own comm badge? Because, <laughs> you know, it, it can't really reach around all the way. He swims up against the wall and <laughs> smashes it up again. But uh, listen to that episode because we had a lot of fun. Okay, well, back to Star Trek questions. I mean, we are a Star Trek podcast. Andrea B. asks, what ship department would you want to work for on the Enterprise, or any ship for that matter? So, Daniel wants to be a red shirt, obviously. <sighs> and uh, Command track all the way. I think Darren, Darren is, a, is a good red shirt, too, I think. I think there's just one big red shirt family. This is, honestly, we were going to call this the Red Shirt Diaries. Turned out it was taken, so we went with her over it. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, <laughs> right. well, I mean, because you go for the, the you always look for the URL first before you start a project, and that was taken. So obviously, we couldn't couldn't. Though for I would just for listeners, Darren is wearing a blue shirt unless it's black, uh, da- and Daniel is wearing a red shirt. <laughs> I'm in the Kirk Black cadet uh, from <laughs> Star Trek 2009. <laughs> well, I would say. You can kind of answer this question from our listening, listening to some of our role plays or listening to our ENG, TNG, RPG, you know, episode 100, because that when we got to create our characters, we got to be whatever we wanted. So I chose a gold shirt shuttle operator, you know, just kind of operations and started as a little almost died. Didn't really get promoted too much after dying, but, you know, it all worked out. Yeah, and I chose a I chose a blue shirt uh, m- member of, uh, well, I was going to say Astrometrics, but I know that's not the right uh, that. But uh, you know, I was I was a blue shirt, me- basically kind of working in the same environment that uh, Seven and Harry built, stellar cartography, you know, uh, that we see in Generations and then that we see later in Voyager. So that's exactly kind of what I would do if you know. If you're traveling among the stars, how how awesome would it be to be the the kind of navigator for that kind of a thing? That mean uh, Philip is Q because he pulls all the strings, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, red shirt, one hundred percent. Though I, you know, when we did our, uh, of course, I remember this because I did the episode when we did our sort of Starfleet careers, um, part one, I think, when we did red shirts. You know, I have to think about like how would I start off because you know you just don't start off as captain. I mean, unless you unless you're some third year cadet who saves the universe, then you <laughs> then automatically captain apparently. But I digress. Um, you know, so I, I don't know how how I would rise up to you know command, but I would definitely be I would be the guy at con just you know interning up front learning the ins and outs that's that's basically what the con officer is he's a bridge intern or she's a bridge intern the red shirt up there so um yeah that's what i would be and so that was episode 118 blue shirts win the house cup which was starfleet career pass part one and i love our episode career pass part two (laughs) daniel's technicolor dream those those episode titles i think are both crew inspired (laughs) those are great those are so much fun 
I think I think that's going to be a future chapter of Bridgemates. You read the episode title, and we try to guess either the number or what the topic was. Yeah, because because honestly, go deep. Uh, a little bit of inside baseball here for you, folks. We don't remember. I mean, we may remember kind of what's going on, but uh, I remember all my children. Daniel, what are you talking <laughs> <you> about? <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to our next question as we round around the latter half of this episode. Any chances we will get an essential TNG series? They loved it on TTJ. That's from Martin K. Eh. Well, you know, it, it could be on the docket. It could have already happened. It could have already happened. No, it's, I mean, Temple Investigation is going to get mad at us if we answer this question. If but. it has not already happened, there's a good chance it may have already happened, but not have happened yet. I just think the Temporal Prime Directive is a founding principle of the Federation. <laughs> so I, I just think moving on. Next next question. Yeah, this next question is, uh, I think, directed to you, okay. Philip. Would you consider making every episode, <laughs> I'm assuming of Earl Grey, a TNG RPG? Oh, that, that would be... No, well, of course not, because, of course, there's so many other things um, to talk about and to do and and... and we could play board games based on VCR games. I mean, you know, that's equally as important. Or or talk about why the bleep you don't press the bleep and shift key. We could talk about that. Um so but but no, I enjoy, I, I enjoy putting those stories together. Like I said, I've sort of I I'm not like I I play I always this found funny funny in my head. I did some RPGing in college. You know, it was experimental back then. We did a lot of crazy things back then. But that was the only time I ever and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I don't know anything about dice or math or whatever. And it's just like uh, okay. But I did play a few um, like Marvel uh, DNC or DC, excuse me. Um, did a oh lordy, I'm blanking. There was a, a vampire series that's very popular. All the different clans and everything. Always played the crazy one. Um, uh what else did we do? I think I did a literal D and D one uh, once, and that that was about it. Um, and so I didn't touch anything since that. And so I think I forget how we stumbled upon talking about it between ourselves. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to be in charge of one. Like if we ever do a Trek RPG, I'd like to be in charge of it because I'm sort of like I'd feel like I'd be a bad player, I'd just be really, really specific and nerdy and stuff. And so that's how we started it. And I, I mean, I really enjoy doing it, and and hopefully do it off mic some other ways. And and I actually. Believe it or not, bought D and D books, so that will be our uh, a next adventure for me. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go straight into DMing, just skip past casual players. So I enjoy <laughs> it, and, and and really, it's not only It'll be the only DM who has never actually I played know. as a player. I, I can fake it well. So of course, one of my writing background is, is what I enjoy doing. But I think any success that that you have, and it sounds like you you all enjoyed it, uh, the listeners, it's because of the players. I mean, I just write the script and hold on for dear life as the characters do the story, and so I think it's it's great. But we don't always do what you want us to do, <laughs> Philip. I mean, you'll do it eventually. Uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something to, uh, you know, without getting too heavy-handed here and, and too emotional, I will say... Uh, uh, a lot of so our favorite episodes, not just our favorite episodes, but I even think our listeners' favorite episodes, uh, have actually all been Philip episodes. And a lot of people may may not realize this, but and we don't really get to recognize it during the episodes. But Earl Grey one hundred, all of Bridgemates. Anytime we're doing a fun game show or these silly things, this was all Philip inspired. All of his hard work and dedication goes into it, and. 
Uh, everybody should recognize that because me and Darren have a blast, even if we lose every time, whatever. Uh, even if we're on the opposite side, somehow we lose every time. But no, no, no. But just seriously, like, we have so much fun. And But Philip puts so much work into these things. And I just want everybody to recognize that he is actually the one. He's the architect <laughs> of all of, well, I would say 80% of Earl Grey's greatest I'm, hits. I'm now picturing him in that room from The Matrix where he's got his <laughs> pen and he's like looking at he's all the got TV his screens. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> but just, just but, you know, recognition where it's due. And, uh, and thanks, Philip, for all of that because we love it just as much as uh, our listeners do. Well, I think this question's directed more at me. Where on the Enterprise are the analogy generators? <laughs> well, you know, if you look in the cross section, they're actually under every chair. So that's why they're evenly distributed. What about for Worf, the Darren? Enterprise. Where's Worf's analogy generator? <laughs> you know, does does Worf seem like an analogy kind of guy? Two chairs? So. <laughs> two bridges? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yes, that now you know you can. Uh, that is Mike Akuda approved. You can look it up, and that's where we keep the analogy generator. All right, here's a good Trek one from Ian K. Which episode of any other Trek series do you wish was a TNG episode? So kind of like to the journey's been doing there. Uh, taking other episodes from other shows and making them into. Well, I was to say do the J, but <laughs> making him into Voyager. Can you episode. repeat the question this one more is, time? I'm not really sure. Which episode from any of the other series? So of the 700 something episodes, not in, not counting the 120 something next gen episodes, pretty much any other episode do you wish had actually been a TNG episode, like with those characters and such? That is a hard one. Um. Hmm. See, I think I, I, that's a reverse of, of what I've of a series I've started in Earl Grey. We've only done season one, but I plan to do it again. Is is where you do the reverse of what the the, the listeners asking, where we take a TNG episode and then say what would be it as a yeah right. It's a reverse. Yeah, but rever- I don't ha huh. because I well I would say oh, if you need more time to think. Yeah, I would say I would like to see a TNG version of Trouble and Tribulations, but not necessarily going back to that episode, but but the same premise where our Enterprise goes back in time to a TOS episode, be it maybe the Doomsday Machine or something, you know, really fantastical. And then we see, you know, we have more challenges as our crew. We're a little more conspicuous in the giant Enterprise D than the Cloak Defiant. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but but I would have loved that kind of an episode where they take those characters and put them using that technology to look like they were in the episode. I think that would have been a great uh, TNG callback. Yeah, the only and this is this is a hard question. This might be a future episode uh, one, maybe because I, I really have to think about this one. The only two things that come to mind and, and I'll probably think about this as soon as we stop recording. Um, is one is that and and Darren, you kind of touched on this, but um, uh, Voyager and Deep Space. You can't take my <laughs> oh, answer. Um, I'm taking and modifying it um, and making it better. Um, both Voyager and Deep Space Nine, and even TOS, did travel back to um, around our time, and our time, I mean, what you're now in watching the show episodes. TNG 
the closest that we got to that may have involved a literary figure uh, from American history. <laughs> oh no, but, but but that's not even. I mean, but that's of course not recent because like what I'm thinking of, like TOS, which this is not really a great episode because it really throws canon off. Um, is the Gary Seven episode? Um, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it's just off. Um, because it's just a backdoor pilot. But Deep Space Nine, of course, you had the Bell Rites, which of course was in the future, but just the mm. you know somewhat distant future. Uh, Voyager had um, went to the 90s um, and and picked up 29th century technology. Oh man, that would have yeah. been. Is it past tense? Is that <laughs> no, what it's called? No, yeah, past, it was future. Uh, future tense. Yeah. Well, no, it's not either of those, actually. It's future imperfect. No, oh, you people. Um, I thought it was past tense. No, it's, it's the word's futures in it. I know that much. Futures in it. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's why we don't have. We lose again. <laughs> but I think it would have been nice to see TNG go to the 80s or or the, you know, maybe the projected 90s or some period of maybe like the nuclear post-World War, which I know for us, maybe you could say it's first contact, maybe. Where, but but it would have been interesting to see that. Where soldiers are controlled with drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would have been – and maybe that's Star Trek first contact in the movie. But at least in a TV series is the question. So that would have been interesting to see a more recent – like, hey, they're TNG characters acting in or in places like us. But maybe it was so close to Star Trek Four that's why they didn't do it. But anyway, that's my initial thought. So not just an episode. You want all of Star Trek Four <laughs> with the TNG crew. I want nice. Captain Picard with the Enterprise D at some park somewhere. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> Remember where I park? No, no, no. Uh, uh, you know, I of course, Enterprise space. D just falls over and the saucer kills half a block. <laughs> What, you mean Star Trek into darkness? <laughs> I haven't forgotten you. I was hoping Can't you were going to forget it. me. I don't know. This is no, this for is, you. There's, only, there's only two other people. I mean, it's not like <laughs> I don't know, Darren. I heard there was a fourth member. Oh, we'll get to that question. That's coming up next. <laughs> this is tough. This is a really tough question. I, I haven't had enough time to think about it. Um, I, I really like okay, you. You can you can have a pass if you answer this next question. All right, I have a, I'll, All right, I'll answer the next question. Why do you hate times there? Okay, I'll answer this question from Brand W. Um, two words. Uh, Mark G D Twain. Um, now make sure you're not alienating our audience with this answer, Daniel. No, just, no, just, no, no, no. Listen, now, is that an alienistic joke, Darren? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that uh, it's funny that this question was asked because I. We've asked a couple times. <laughs> we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, I feel like my reaction to this episode has kind of maybe the listeners have have thought it's rubbed off on you guys. I don't think you guys dislike this episode near as much as I dislike. No, this I, I give it a medium. Uh, I, I give yeah. it a, you know just a regular episode. Like it's just the fact that I hate this episode that is kind of like colored and sullied the water here. Uh, no, I hate. This epi- these two episodes, Darren and Philip, they get a pass. They'll get to talk about what they think. I don't like this episode because of, uh, you know, listen, maybe Mark Twain was this annoying. Maybe this guy was this obnoxious in real life. I don't know. I don't know that much about him in real life. But I cannot stand him on screen, not even for one second. I don't want him anywhere near anything that I that I consider Star Trek. Uh, and then the main thrust of the episodes is boring. Uh, you know, so you have these two these two elements. You got Mark Twain, and then you got these boring time-traveling aliens. And then you have this mildly interesting 
premise of, oh, D- Data's head is in San Francisco, you know, in the 19th century. That's pretty cool. But the rest of it falls apart. And I and I just don't like it. But uh, don't do not mistake my hatred of this episode with my co-hosts. I will let them tell you and fail to tell you why this is a good episode. <laughs> Tried to get that one more zinger in there, didn't <laughs> That's you? That's so Daniel? Twainian. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, again, I I would just say overall, that's what I one of the things I like about Earl Grey is that we have different opinions on different episodes and different likes and dislikes. And often, sometimes over hundred plus episodes, we can learn to like other episodes, like Justice. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll keep working, and eventually, we'll all evenly love every episode, and it'll be super bland and non commentary, except Nemesis. Okay. Stop it. Yeah. All right. Next question from Jason C. Do you think the interior of the Enterprise D would smell different from the interior of the Enterprise E? 100%. 100% it would. Mm -hmm. I mean, the carpet treatment alone is just, it's a different smell. Well, and and think of how big the uh, space is around the warp core. I mean, that lets the air circulate and breathe a little more. Okay. You're you're overcomplicating it, Darren. The Enterprise D smells like Febreze, and the Enterprise E smells like WD-40. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I mean, is there even an Arboretum on the Enterprise E? Where's that natural... No, cake your left. No, cake no they left. took it out to have the giant stellar cartography. <laughs> wait, actually, no, wait, that's the Enterprise D. But yeah, but yeah, but Jason says, thanks, and the four of you are my favorite podcast people. So, um... <laughs> We, Should we I, tell him? Well, no, I, <laughs> I think it's the accusation is that the three of us talk too much and don't let the fourth person talk. But look, I, Ever? Uh, you either you either jump in or you don't get mentioned on the podcast. That's the way podcasting works. Maybe it's like the ship is the other character. So for us, it's the podcast itself <laughs> is a self-aware. Well, the actual you know, cup of tea. I mean, it's, my God, it's, Darren, what have I done? It's, Wait, is this I be asked like... the computer to create a podcast that was enjoyable for all, and it became self-aware, but it couldn't leave. Is, the is there going to be one podcast episode where you don't hear us? It's just the podcast that's making uh, another offspring of itself, and that's uh, it's oh, edited geez. bits of all of our 140 episodes. Our, epi- sound. our episodes come alive <laughs> and are represented by different characters, and we have to figure out uh, the next episode. Episode for a deformed city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too much. That's too much. (laughs) All right, guys. One more question. Let's see. If you could play one game, would it be Bridgemates or Experience Beige? Which is his short way of saying the Star Trek the Interactive VCR board game, a Klingon challenge. (laughs) Uh, Sponsored by Not Garon. (laughs) Sponsored <laughs> by not Gowron, which we will be playing at Star Trek Las Vegas. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of an obvious answer, but that's just me. Well, I've only played one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, it's got to be Bridgemates. Bridgemates is a is is a holy Trek, it's a staple. It is a Trek FM uh, established a thing. Proud tradition. It is a tradition. It is part of who we are. It is. We will never win, but <laughs> but maybe we won't lose. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. That, I think that that's uh, 
Because, you know, and I think that's the, the concept, and, and I know that we already did our Humble Brag episode, so we're not going to go too much into this, but I think that is the, the power of, of Earl Grey, um, and it's not any one person, but, like, who would have thought, hey, let's do an episode where we listen to us play a VCR board game, and, like, um, <laughs> really? I don't think that's, you know, if we had pitched that, I don't think we would have gotten a lot of fan response, but... Yeah, I, I remember I think, when I pitched it, that to you guys, and you were like... Okay, Darren, if you could make that work, we will try it. <laughs> That is the spirit of the power of three. When one person's in charge, your only response is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the experience beige, I think, has to be in the top 20 Trek FM quotes. Experience beige is on the board. <laughs> As it should be. Uh, uh, performed flawlessly by the fantastic Robert O'Reilly slash not Gowron. I place you in a stasis field. (laughs) Seriously, if you... Oh, man, if you are a Star Trek fan... You, the podcaster who is talking now. Every Star Trek fan should should play this game, I feel. Or at least watch it on YouTube. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah. Okay, here's the real last question, because this one's even better. What would happen if Q met Lore? Clore? Dun, dun, dun. Wait, are you saying this is part of your Danfic already? What if Q met Lore? Uh, well, this like, is it's from interesting. Michelle H. I mean, you have, um, excuse me, in Deja Q, I'll explain later, Dan. Um, you have... Q and Data sort of forging a you know uh, interesting friendship, quote unquote friendship relationship. Um, he makes him laugh. It's you know yeah, yeah, and and so I think Q and Lore because um, and I think that would be interesting because in TNG especially mm-hmm. I don't know if you define what you know what's what's y'all know the grid of like chaotic good bad neutral good bad like oh i thought you're talking about the q sphere yeah. that he throws up around no. the but like wh- i know what you mean where were you neutral put- good chaotic good yeah, well, yeah where would you put q on that and so lore i think we kind of know is just sort of like he's sort of the, he, literally the evil twin it's sort of a, a cartoon character but not i mean i think he's interesting i think lore is interesting but i think he's you know bad there's no good you know re- redemption in lore necessarily um so i don't know whether that he, he would sort of play to the the, the mischievous uh, part of Q, maybe, um, but I don't know. It'd be interesting because I think Lore is more um, malevolent uh, than Q. So I don't know if Q maybe would be more against him than with him, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Lore presents anything interesting to Q. That's the problem, right? I'm not sure. Like Q only became friends with Data because of. He didn't have any powers at that point. So, like, I feel like Q is 99% of the time only interested in Picard because he has such a Q crush on I Picard. only have a... <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know, like, in what... I'm I'm definitely not close to the idea. I would, I would totally be willing to watch the episode. But I don't know in what context that that would be... What context would make that super compelling? Okay, what is the uh, is, like the Legion of Evil of TNG or whatever the bad guy club would be called? Like you know, you have like so biz- Tomalock. Well, yeah. Well, you have um, uh, Shinzon's Bizarro Superman, basically. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And so, like, I would, you know, and he also would be Lex Luthor, but it's it's, it's I can see that. Um, but yeah, I, I can see what would be because would Q be the head of the pantheon of? 
of mischief, uh, you know, villains of TNG, yeah, how they would all interact. I think Q would just probably, if it was on a off day or whatever, you would just pick up lore and just put him on a planet and be like, have fun. I want to see what happens. I got it, guys. Okay, so this is this is uh, uh, the rewrite that we'll do one one episode. So what's the terrible? Well, it's not. Well, okay, I'll say terrible and maybe not. But what's the terrible episode of the TOS? Where it's the mythical good guys versus, I mean, not that Lincoln's a myth. He was a real person. But what's the mythical good guys? The Savage Curtain. Thank you. Savage Curtain, TNG. Arc- Wait, you could pull Sorry! that out. <laughs> but you don't know a Q episode from a Wait, Q you episode? you know every TOS episode title, Dan? You've been no, calling I really, out for us for 120 really, episodes? <laughs> I really don't. Trust me. I really don't. But that would be all the TNG good guys versus all the TNG bad guys. And there you go. Boom. <gasps> Star Trek TNG Civil War. Choose <laughs> Team Data or Team Lore. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, that was that was good. We got through 16 questions and there I think we'll have to do another one of these after another stint of regular episodes to let the creative creativity come out again, but Talking and answering your questions is not the only thing we've been talking about here on Earl Grey this week. Here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, the 602 Club. You know, I think part of it has to do with, yeah, and that is a good point. You know, you could uh, draw maybe more of a parallel between Roger Moore and Cary Grant than you could Cary Grant and Sean Connery. Literary Treks. One of my issues I had with this whole series as if in as a graphic novel as I was expecting one continuous story and each chapter was an issue that was separate from each other meta treks wait your your idea of rising rise is like fairhaven yeah I, I like the I like the quiet peaceful I mean every time I watch one of those I don't want to see those fairhaven uh, characters in bikinis I'm sorry women at warp the only way that she can get through the trauma is remembering what her real story is and that's getting this puppy home and taking care of it <laughs> i wish that captain jeremy nelson said let's get this puppy home <laughs> and that's what else is happening on trek.fm you can listen to every show on the network at trek.fm with links for itunes streaming services and a direct download link this week world gray is brought to you by audible.com this is a great way for you to read all of the books you want to read but never have time for Audible is always expanding with over 150,000 titles to choose from. There are classics, current bestsellers, and famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation. Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to try out Audible yourself. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. To support Trek FM, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. You'll be inside the Observation Lounge of our network, able to participate in our monthly patron roundtable podcasts and supporting the production of all of our great content. We would like to take this moment to thank our current patron associate producers, Stephen Boyd and Ron Sarna. 
Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called The Babel Conference, found through the Facebook search field, or like the facebook.com slash trekfm page for show updates and announcements. The network is also on Twitter, at trekfm. So, Daniel, if someone wanted to talk to you about every TOS episode ever <laughs> and their titles, where would they find you? Uh, they would find me at one of Dan. That's the number one, not the word. And Philip, if someone wanted to pitch a bridge mate spinoff called Ten Forward Mates, <laughs> where would they find you? Okay, so we'd work on the title first as we <laughs> did this pitch. Uh, but they can find me on Twitter at NC Public Servant. That's NC for no collaborating. Okay, guys, I own all that. It's mine. Hey, Battle Bridge Mates, even better. Battle Bridge Mates. We, we can work with that. We can work Ooh. with that. That's when you bring into the fourth dimension like and that. you actually punch each other. Yeah, but the part is we'd have to separate those two shows. There'd have to be a clear separation. <laughs> if only there was something in Star Trek that worked with, like, separations. But And if someone wanted to talk to me about how slowly I can count to 16, they can find me on... Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi, that's D-R-S-C-I-F-I, or talking with my friend Aaron Harvey about Star Trek the Animated Series on Saturday Morning Trek here on Trek FM. Well, as uh, you know, we did a good job of patting ourselves on the back again to this episode, guys, (laughs) and uh, telling some people about some good episodes they can listen to. But uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this AMA, and again, we will probably have another one later on after another couple dozen episodes or so but uh, there's no end in sight as we're rounding out uh, another chapter of Earl Grey but until next time live long and prosper make it so end game fire